are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. Good episode for you today. We're going to talk a little bit about last night's episode, the Overnight Dates episode. Got a little weird. We're going to talk a little bit about Jason and Caitlin. We're going to talk about Big Brother. We're going to talk about Beverly Hills 90210 Instagram account that I'm just... I'm just, I, I can't, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> and uh, we'll get to all that momentarily. This podcast is brought to you by Earth Echo Foods and their healthy feel-good superfood product called Cacao Bliss. Ingredients were chosen carefully to support health, longevity, healthy weight, and even your happiness. Go to shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve, promo code realitysteve, for 15% off when you visit Earth Echo Foods, shop.earthechofoods.com slash realitysteve, promo code realitysteve, and you get 15% off everything on Earth Echo Foods when you visit. Doesn't matter if you don't remember the website that I just said, all you got to do is go to the show description wherever you listen to your podcast, click on Earth Echo Foods, and it'll bring you right to the landing page where you can buy your Cacao Bliss, you can buy your Island Bliss, you can buy anything, and you get 15% off anything you get at Earth Echo Foods. So let's start by recapping last night's episode, which was the overnight dates, obviously, and there was some weirdness. I mean, I... Okay, let's just dive into it. And we know how episode altering overnight dates are like it seems like the last I don't know I'd have to look at the seasons but the last four or five seasons there's been something that major went down during overnight dates which completely changed the complexion just off the top of my head obviously Clayton season it led to hell it, it led to the rose ceremony from hell and then on whose season, uh, Gabby and Rachel, wasn't there something that went down during overnights that totally flipped the script? Hell, I don't remember. It just seems like, oh, and then on Zach's season, obviously, the whole thing with Gabby and and Katie, you know, sleeping with Gabby, it became sex week and that whole talk surrounding that. It just seems like overnight dates always are a game changer. I just can't remember the last time we had a normal, hey, here's three overnights. You go and you have three overnight dates with three different men or for The Bachelorette, three different women, or for The Bachelor, three different women, and then everything is you just choose one at the next row ceremony and that's it. It just seems like there's something going on. Obviously, this season will be remembered for the fact that she let Xavier go before they even got to the overnight portion and Aaron returned. So let's talk about Xavier for a little bit, huh? I just think the guy was in over his head. I know there's going to be a full dissection and there's going to be just hatred and arrows being thrown his way and he's a dog and this guy's a jerk. Why didn't he tell her earlier? I don't know. It's just very easy to say that when you're sitting at home on your couch. Clearly the guy wanted to explore a little bit more with charity and as he got deeper and as he got farther into the season he gets to overnights and he realizes oh shit we are this close from the ending uh, I guess it just said it, it set in at that point 
you know, why didn't he tell her on his overnight date or not his overnight date, his one on one date in Washington? Well, because he probably didn't know in Washington. He was he was still it was his first date with somebody. Is he immediately going to tell her, oh, yeah, by the way, I cheated and oh, yeah, I don't know if I'm ready. You can't expect him to do that. And it seems like once again, something they showed in the very first preview of the season didn't get shown during the show, which seemed like an important line where unless I wasn't paying attention last night, which is very possible because I find myself on my phone just scrolling Twitter and texting people during the show now more than I ever have. It's just kind of on in the background and I pop my head up if something major happens. But I did notice that remember in the beginning of the season when we saw Charity in this outfit crying and then actually questioning the person that at the time we kind of figured out it was it was going to be Xavier where she said we're a week away from we're a week away from proposals and you don't there's no loyalty here some I'm paraphrasing I don't think we saw that line last night did we she never said that to him so again they really get you in the ultimate in the opening teaser of the season and I can't tell you how many times they've shown something in that season preview that doesn't get shown later on but my take on Xavier is this the guy was way over his head he was in over his head on this show he didn't know how to handle it probably wasn't a fan of the show probably hadn't watched it very much but handled it completely differently than Dotton did because as we saw Dotton last night admit I didn't know anything about this show I didn't even know what the hell you're supposed to do at the end of the show he goes I just found out three weeks ago but I'm cool with it like just seems like one of the best guys we've ever had on the show Xavier just didn't know how to handle it. I mean, when you talk about, hey, I want to be honest, and I want to say that I have cheated in the past, and it was with my most recent ex, and it was two years into our relationship, but, and she asks you, do you, you know, are you past that? What have you done? And he can't really give an answer. But then one of the answers he throws out was, yeah, that's a possibility I could cheat again, sure, but not if I'm with you. I don't think that was the most reassuring answer Charity's probably ever heard in her life, considering she was in a six-year relationship with infidelity happening on and off for those six years. The last thing she wants to get involved with is a guy who admits just cheated on his most recent ex and doesn't know if he's partying with the boys if he's going to be able to control himself. Well, he said he would if he's with her. I hope that <laughs> I hope anybody that's looking to date Xavier in the future watches that episode because all he said was, well, if it's with you, Charity, then no, I'm not going to be able to, you know, I will definitely be able to resist. You know, it's just like, okay, just a horrible answer. But I also think, number one, he didn't seem all that broken up about it. I'm sure he was a little bothered, and I re- think he realized he hurt Charity, But I think Xavier realized he wasn't going to marry her anyway, and he wasn't going to get engaged to her anyway. So that's why he was able to kind of just say that and move on. I think he knew he wasn't going to be the one for her in the end, both on his side and maybe there's a possibility he was well aware she was going to pick Dotton. I don't know. But Xavier really seemed to take that all very well. Like he wasn't, he was a little, yeah, he was sad in the car going away because he hurt her. But 
I just I, I think the guy was so in over his head, and when he got to that point, realized you know I and and I understand that position. I can totally understand. Even though I've never been on this show and never will be on this show, I can understand, having spoken to numerous contestants in the past, I can understand getting that far in the game and realizing, oh, shit, this is real. This is getting real now. You know, yeah, when I got an episode one-on-one in episode three or four, it's like, okay, just it's kind of a getting-to-know-you date. Now we're getting to overnights. I get to spend the night with you. Mic packs are off. No cameras around us. It's getting more real now. So I can understand his trepidation towards overnight dates. I can't understand exactly some of the things that came out of his mouth. That was weird. But I do understand his trepidation going forward. So with that said, it made all the sense in the world for her to send him home. And I almost think the whole Aaron thing was just to replace the fact that Xavier was sent home. I really do. Because if Aaron doesn't return... Then she's got two guys at the next rose ceremony. There's really no added suspense at the next rose ceremony or whatever she does in terms of an elimination because seemingly we could just skip ahead to Aaron because obviously Joey and Dotton's dates went great. She's clearly in love, tells both of them they're in love. And let's, let's break down the love that she proclaimed for both of them. For Joey, she said, I am, he said, I am in love with you. And she said, I am in love with you. For Dotton, he said, "It's I'm scared for me to say I'm genuinely in love with you. And she responded with, I am in love with you. So she told both men she's in love with them. I don't think she's ever going to say that to Aaron. I think she might use the falling in love with Aaron. But what happens with Aaron? Next week is the men tell all, and then the following week, the 21st, is what happens with Aaron and then final rose ceremony. I don't think it's a three-person final rose ceremony. I still do think that she eliminates Aaron. However, seeing Aaron in a suit that he wasn't wearing when he went and saw her, that clearly means he was there another day or two. So I really do think that, well, maybe Aaron did make it through. and she, But she sends him before. I don't think... I don't think three guys show up at the altar, quote-unquote altar, on the final row ceremony day. I still think it's just Dotton and, uh, and, and Joey, because that's what I was told. But Aaron does make it past. It's not like she has a conversation at the pool with Aaron and says, you know what, you need to leave now. It's just, it's not there. I was told, as I reported all season, I was told he had an overnight. That changed to he got a date at night. I don't know if it extended into the next morning. But I was always told Aaron had a date. That's why I was convinced that he was in the final three. Because I was told Aaron had a date. And he is going to get a date. She does not come back to him at the pool and say, you know what, you should leave now. She talks to him that night. They have a date that night. I don't know what they do. But um, I don't know. I don't know how she, I don't know how it's done in terms of do they have a final three rose ceremony and she just eliminates him or does she let them all through and then they each get to meet her parent? I don't know. That's the one thing I don't know. But the main thing is I do know the final two are Doughton and Joey and she chooses Doughton. So I guess that's really all that matters. It's just semantics with Aaron at this point. Okay, briefly, just want to uh, talk about Jason yesterday, his podcast for... 
his you know his business podcast uh, came out yesterday, Trading Secrets. Now, it has nothing to do with the relationship. It's all business-related. However, like myself on my Thursday podcast, Jason records the interview ahead of time on whoever his guest is that week, and then the night before, he records the open because he wants to make it topical. He doesn't want to, you know, he can have a guest that he recorded two or three weeks ago, but the open leading into that guest, he'll talk about what's currently happening in the financial world at that point. For me, same thing. Like to, today, I'm going to record our, the, our podcast guest this week on Thursday is going to be Kate Casey, uh, uh, the podcast host for Reality Life. We're going to talk uh, a lot of Vanderpump and a lot of uh, Housewife stuff, but I'll record today, but I won't record the open leading into Kate until tomorrow night just because recording it Tuesday afternoon after I record with her doesn't make any sense because something might break and might, might be something topical to talk about. So same thing with Jason. So what Jason did was he didn't record his open to, to uh, yesterday's podcast until Sunday night. So he did address the fact it was about four minutes long and he didn't go into detail about the breakup. He just said it has happened, but you could tell in those four minutes he was struggling. He was struggling to talk about it, took a lot of long pauses, and it makes sense. You know, this is obviously a, a big deal that they broke up. They are the biggest power couple in this franchise um, that wasn't married. And to have that breakup, I mean, I, even though we all kind of suspected it was coming at some point, it doesn't make it any less harsh. So I think, you know, just seeing that and hearing that, I listened to the first four minutes before he introduced Blake uh, Horseman and Giannina. It was it was tough to listen to, uh, and I feel bad for him. But as I said yesterday, let's just keep the comments off of their social media pages. I know they shut the comments off of their Instagram, but you know, posting on Instagram or maybe hitting them up on Instagram DM or posting it under other pictures of theirs. There's no need to at this point. You know, they don't care about your negativity. They don't need it. They don't need you to hear your opinion on why you think they broke up. If and when they want to address it, each of them has a very popular podcast, they will talk about it. It certainly looks like they're going to talk about it. It's just on their terms. Let them be. Let them go on their terms. Let them do it. Because it just doesn't make any sense for you to offer your opinion on why they broke up. If you want to, that's great, but just share it with your friends. You don't need to talk about it publicly and you don't need to put it out there publicly because you just don't know. It might, what if one of them sees it and it just ruins their day because you're so negative about it? Because you're certainly, most people that have something to say about the relationship, 95% of the things that I see are negative. You'll get the occasional, wow, I thought they'd work out, but I'm hoping for the best for both of them. That's few and far between. Everything else is like, oh, she's so self-absorbed. He can do better. Or, yeah, he never wanted to be with her. It's just a bunch of nonsense that they don't give a shit about. Just keep your keep your negative opinions about their relationship to yourself. And I have no stake in the game. I don't know Caitlin. I don't know Jason. I've had brief interactions with them over email in the last five years. Not very much at all, to be honest with you. So... I'd have no stake in the game. I'm just saying, as a decent human being, just be nice. Be kind. Don't You don't have to spread your negativity and your conspiracy theories and why you think you know they broke up. They don't care, and the rest of us don't care. So just keep it at that. 
All right, more on Big Brother. Do we have our first controversy in the house? And I only say this because yet again, scrolling through my TikTok for you page, I see immediately a clip of two people talking with a label on the TikTok video saying that Big Brother Riley drags Luke for sexist comments. So it sounds like Luke went after Riley and made a sexist comment about her beating him in the HOH competition, saying something to the effect of, and, I, and I'm paraphrasing here, so don't quote me. It was something to the effect that I shouldn't lose to a girl or I can't believe I lost to a girl, something like that. And it's just like, oh, good God. Again, we're just banging our head against the walls with some of these meathead male contestants they put on this show. Like, I mean, if it was a squat rack, would you have lost to her? Probably not. If it was how much weight can you lift over your head, would you have lost to her? Probably not. You were on a balance beam. Like, to say, oh, my God, I can't believe I lost to her or why did I lose to her, that's just stupidity on your part and ignorance. But apparently people are coming after Luke now, and I didn't even hear the conversation. I saw it, and I actually, I actually scrolled past it, but there was a caption on the video that said, Riley drags Luke for sexist comments. And it said, it had the paraphrase on there that said something to the effect of how he beat her. She beat him in the HOH competition. I do not know who won veto. I do not know anything about veto. I'll find that out Wednesday night. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what alliances are forming. I don't know anything. I haven't followed the live feeds. I haven't been looking at the Twitter feeds that recap the live feeds. So, Please don't fill me in. I don't want to know. If I wanted to, um, like I said, something like this, it's like, okay, I know one storyline since Sunday night's episode. Luke is being sexist. That's all I know. I haven't followed anything else. I'm sure I'll come across one or two things here and there, but I don't need to be deep in the weeds of, all right, what's going on? Who's plotting? You know, maybe I'm way off. I mean, as far as I know, it looks like Kirsten's going home on Thursday, but what if there's some sort of groundswell now to get somebody else out. And maybe because Luke said this, if somebody wins veto, they want to take Felicia off and put Luke on and now get him out of there. I don't know. I don't know how serious his sexist comment was and how upset people are over it. Maybe it's a huge thing in the house or maybe it's just something that ruffled uh, Riley's feathers and she's just not going to be a fan of him but doesn't necessarily want him out at the very first elimination. Time will tell. And... Finally, as I ended yesterday's podcast, I'll end this podcast with the new Beverly Hills 90210 Instagram account that I discovered. BH90210. What is it? Oh, hold on. <laughs> BH90210. What's the last word? Oh, uh, restored. I, I wanted to say reborn. BH90210 restored, where it is one clip a day. Now, that clip might have two or three scenes in it. The clips are usually between two minutes and five minutes. And it's in in chronological order. Just one new clip a day. And right now they're on season five, episode 19. What I did realize yesterday, because I wanted to go on Paramount Plus and go to season five, episode 19, and just kind of fast forward to it to see 
if the clips that they show on the Instagram account are in the same exact order that they are on the TV show. And no, they're not. It doesn't throw everything off. It's not like they're showing a clip that happens at the very end in one of the first clips you see for season five, episode 19. They're somewhat close to each other. They're not just back to back like they're shown on the Instagram account. The other thing I wanted to see was how long does it take to show a full episode on there? Well, I went back to the most recent episode, full episode that was on the Instagram account, episode 18, the one where where Dylan Val and Jonesy get the money back. The second that was a two-parter when you were watching back in the 90s, this when they went down to Mexico. It was a two-part episode. If I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, it was two parts. Anyway, the the whole thing took 11 clips. And I'm pretty sure they posted a new clip every day. So it basically took 10 days to watch one episode on that Instagram account. So now I'm at this dilemma of, look, there, I, while I will watch the clip every day, now I'm so hooked again that I want to start season five on Paramount+. Plus. But once again, we're talking about episodes that are completely left out of, of any streaming service. Paramount Plus has all 10 seasons. Hulu only has the first two seasons for whatever reason. Paramount Plus has all 10 seasons of Beverly Hills 90210. But if you go through all 10 seasons, you see how many episodes are missing. They just took them all out because they couldn't get the music rights. I have all the DVDs. I don't want to put in the DVDs. So I still don't know what the hell I'm going to do. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm going to do. But watching these episodes again, I'm like, man, I want to start back up. Just start at season five and just watch them all the way through again. Just five, six, and seven. They're my three favorite seasons. I I know a lot about those seasons. I pretty much know all the scenes. Uh, I know a lot of the dialogue. I just, I can't, you can't give me, you can't tease me with two minutes a day. I mean, good God. I mean, some are five minutes, yeah. And it's like two or three scenes in a row. But come on, you can't give me five minutes. You can't tickle me with five minutes a day. And then I got to wait 24 hours to see the next five minutes of the episode where I can just go on Paramount Plus and watch the whole thing. Ugh, so frustrating. Anyway, um, but still, hey, it's just great looking at old clips. And anytime I want, like, instead of maybe scrolling TikTok and spoiling myself on Big Brother and what's happening on the live feeds, Maybe now when I'm just scrolling my phone, I'm going to BH90210. Why am I forgetting the name of this fucking restored? God, BH90210 restored. Maybe I'll just go to that Instagram account now and just scroll and go back to season four and earlier season five and just watch clips. Maybe that's what I'll do to kill my time instead of spoiling myself on Big Brother. Who knows? Anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review if you'd please do that. That certainly helps the podcast. The um, stupid Apple Watch now is acting up. Anyway, um, reader emails is going to be up tomorrow. If you want to be in the reader email section, send me an email at steve at realitysteve.com. In an hour from now, the Sports Daily will be up on the website uh, or on my, on my podcast. And then on the website... Um, There'll be stuff up there in two hours from now on realitysteve.com. So go check that out, the recap of last night's episode. So thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you tomorrow. See ya!